I V M. You know, the other day I was talking to Rohit, and and we realized that this year is going to be the tenth year of Glitch, and we kind of talked about kind of how things have changed so much over the last decade, and also parallelly, then I I was having this uh, conversation on Twitter uh, with Siddhartha from Webchatney, and I was like, you know, the thing is that it's been it's going to be ten years, and he was like, it's going to be twenty years for us, and we and I thought it's a great time to have that chat with him because I've always been meaning to pick his brain on on a bunch of things, right, from being a founder of a digital uh, agency, which is now uh, what it is in terms of Densu Web Chatney as well as the kind of journey he's been through and, and, and you know the, the kind of ups and downs and, and the things that come with it and, and so while we've seen the changes of things in the last decade he's seen the changes over the last two decades because he started it in 1999 so I thought it'd be great to kind of call him in and, and kind of have a chat about you know just general stuff that happens around digital agencies and and, and and what's with digital versus mainline and, and what's with all the other stuff that comes with it and yeah, so today we have Siddharth Rao, the CEO and co-founder of Densu Web Chutney on the show. I'm Varun Dugirala, co-founder and corner chief at The Glitch. And I'm going to have a special mention to someone and I'm going to say this because I'm generally sheepish when I meet someone fresh outside. And and I was in Gurgaon yesterday and, and, and this girl who works in the office called Lime Tray came up to me and said she really likes the podcast, which is something which I'm getting used to. And I had a very sheepish thanks and I kind of went away. So thank you so much for saying this. I should have been, I should have asked you a couple more questions about which episode you liked and what more you'd want from it. But it's nice that people actually listen to this and they're, they're kind of real life responding to things. So yeah, so this advertising is dead and we'll be right back with Siddharth Rao. Welcome back to Advertising is Dead. I'm with Siddharth Rao. Um, it's, your also name is spelt a little differently. So it, I always need to remember to spell your name right because Siddharth doesn't have two Ds in it. Um, the co-founder, CEO and first copywriter of Densu Web Chutney or <laughs> Web Chutney as it was in 1999 when you started it. Yeah. Yeah. So why, why start a digital agency in 1999? So, you know, it was very euphoric then, right? I don't know how old you were then, but it was... I, 99, I was in 12th standard. Nah. So, I passed out in 96, ah. right? So, uh, yeah, it was extremely euphoric. I was in advertising. I'd spent some time interning in Gray and Mudra. Mm-hmm. And we thought of starting an agency. I'd met Sudesh there, my uh, current... I mean, still my co-founder. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> we started... We, we thought of starting an agency. We yeah. didn't think much about digital and stuff like that. It looked yeah. like a... It looked like a business which is meant for coders. Yeah. There was no marketing really. It was all about building yeah. websites yeah. and stuff like that. But then, you know, some, some things happened and, you know, I quit and he quit. And then we tried to see whether, you know, you know what sort of space should we take, right? Yeah, yeah. We were also pretty good as a team in direct marketing, right? Traditional yeah. direct marketing. Yeah, yeah. So we thought maybe, you know, a big, a really specialized direct marketing agency or a digital agency. Yeah. Then we bumped into these... You know, the poster boys in the US that time, like uh, Razorfish, mm. Scient, yeah, Wyatt, yeah, IXL, yeah, US yeah, Web, yeah, CKS, yeah, yeah. Organic, all these companies are going public. You know, they yeah. were as big as some of these uh, yeah. surviving uh, yeah. consumer brands yeah. in the US, right? So we thought, you know, if that is a comparable, we can do it. Yeah. And yeah, it was kind of a foolish decision, but, you know. <laughs> And it's, going, and it's going to be 20 years this year. Yeah. And, and so, you know, and we were just talking about this before we started recording that it's going to be 10 years for Glitch and, and it's going to be 20 years yeah. for you guys. And I always keep talking about how things have changed so much in the last 10 years. How have things changed in the last 20 years? <laughs> Dramatically. I think, you know, we've so 99 things were kind of looking up. Internet was sexy and then the crash came, right? Yeah. 
to make it worse the 911 happened the next year right yeah, yeah. so it completely sapped out any kind of funding from uh, for consumer startups and yeah. therefore no one was looking at us right yeah. uh it was not a time you know i think there were 2 million 3 million 4 million people mm. on the internet so it's not not even a time where the traditional marketers yeah. had really looked yeah. at it seriously yeah so we actually went back and started doing the you know chal brochure banate hain kisi ka and you know yeah, yeah. Uh, do some direct marketing yeah. stuff catch small clients and do their print work local print work yeah. and stuff like that so honestly from 2000 2000 to 2004 yeah. there was really no digital story ah. right it was just ah. keep your head above the water yeah you know i was early 20s then life was good uh, like my father calls it uh, he was posted in delhi that time uh-huh. so it was free boarding lodging <laughs> you know it really didn't matter yeah uh, even for my partner you know his parents are from delhi so you know we sort of going along right yeah. things i think started changing in 2005 again when a couple of these startups like make my trip and all make a made a comeback right yeah, yeah. shadi make my trip so yeah. the, Second wave of real funding yeah, yeah. started. Bharat Matrimony, yeah. uh, Nokri was preparing for an IPO. Yeah. So then the demand started, you know, moving up. But then it again slowed down in 2008. Yeah. Um, you know, but some of our best work that sort of uh, got us on the map mm. was around viral marketing, especially mm. for Make My Trip. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right. That was that was like the yeah. deal. Right. We yeah. were overnight sort of yeah, yeah. known. Yeah. And it was just in hindsight, it was just silly animation videos. Right. <laughs> yeah. Basically, we were just telling jokes and. making it sound like advertising where is it but, not but actually the silliest stuff is actually you never realize how impactful it actually becomes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's the reality of the internet the weirdest stuff <laughs> yeah. you know sort of so it wasn't really advertising right it was yeah. Yeah. funny animation yeah. that you know yeah. disguised as yeah. a advertising strategy or whatever we were doing then so yeah from so till 2008 it was you know oh hum and whatever and that was actually the time again the third wave came mm. the zomatos and flip cards yeah you know they got founded and but i think 2012 yeah but you know the real thing is the needle really never moved mm. from uh, 99 till about 2010 i think okay. the number of people on the internet were only about 14 15 million mm. then i think post 3g things moved a bit yeah, and then yeah. post post geo everything's changed yeah right? yeah yeah and you know when you also talk about that shift right? and i and i find it interesting when you talk about this, the the brands that you did speak of right um and because well there are two kinds i i call india as being three kinds of brands right one kind of brands are your traditional fmcg brands global ones who kind of grow and, and who come here grown over the years and, and stuff like that they are your indian business brands right in family owned but large conglomerates and there also the 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 technology ones when i go back to and and you can correct me if i'm wrong go back to all the if i look at all the work that you've done over the years i think the some of the best work and i know there's a lot of good work there has actually come with people from the tech side from from the startup yeah. side um and i've noticed that's a strong synergy that's always been there yeah. um uh, why that it's i mean it's, there's no like yes or no to this but yeah, there's no it, it, but it just always it's shown um and i think it's interesting that because i i think we all find things that we 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 work on really well together and something we vibe with yeah so even your work right some of your best work is netflix and these new age brands right so i think my sense is because these organizations also young mm mm-hmm. and you know we have a big vision for our business yeah. they have a big vision for their business but yeah. they're flexible on the details right yeah, yeah. they're not sort of confined by yeah very specific guidelines yeah. that probably or historical stuff that yeah. large corporates yeah. are used to right yeah yeah so some of our best work is for swiggy uh, flipkart uber mm. yeah you know we just from the we work business shameless plug but you know <laughs> sort of thing right and airtel uh, for yeah. that matter yeah. right So I think these these are sort of young brands which sort of yeah yeah just work very well with the team right and 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 
and this is a conversation I constantly keep having internally, right? So that it's there's a modern brand mindset that it's it's which is there, which I think a lot of the legacy brands also trying to take on. But what I see is that the brands have evolved much faster than actually agencies have, and I always go back to how what. So I don't understand mainline advertising thinking because mm-hmm. I've never worked in that space. I had zero zero experience. Was a TV was engineer who went to work in television ended up starting a production house which became an agency. Right. So I have zero context. So when I hear how traditionally advertising has always been done and how a lot of that still stays true, I don't get why some of the things that are done are done that way and why things can't evolve. I know you're, there was, there was this recent, and I remember I reached out to you right after you put out this recent thing about how digital has kind of come to that point uh, where it's no longer a catchphrase, it's no longer this and that. Uh, what's your take on the, because I, I know this is mainline versus digital battle, it's, it's an unnecessary thing that's put for so long, but it is, it's a it's still a conversation piece for some reason. It is honestly, and you know, I was, I was chatting with a friend um, uh, just about a couple of days ago. You know, we keep saying that while well, we keep thinking that the time has come, yeah, no one's really crossed over on either side, yeah. right? Yeah. If, if you uh, if you see some of your work or some of our work, right, a lot of it is really digital at yeah. heart, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. the voice of hunger, yeah. Or, yeah. you yeah. know, uh, the Hagelbot. I know they've yeah. seen it, right? Yeah, I don't think a traditional agency can till now. Um, uh, you know, they're getting their digital act together, yeah. but I don't think they've crossed over to even think like that yeah, right now. Yeah. That said, you know, if I if I honestly think about web chutney, yeah. I mean, I think we still have, and you know, I hope it comes very soon that moment. But it still hasn't fully crossed over. We can't. Uh, uh, if you remember last year's winner, uh, big winner was this uh, Kaveri film, mm-hmm. Curly yeah, Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or this year, there's a film called Blink. Yeah. By yeah. JWT that's yeah. uh, doing the rounds. I don't think, at least we, I can speak for web chutney. I think we're hungry to do it now, but we till about we. Started realizing that where we've not crossed over yeah. is that. So I, I, yeah. I think both ways. Yeah, we're at best digital first. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, I totally know it because yeah. that's exactly what happens with us. Right. I think the 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 good and the bad of being, I would say, starting as digital and, and growing. Um, the 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 bad is the good and bad. Actually, it's the same thing. It's, it's that you're used to constraints, right? And you you've built yourself on constraints. Mm. I think traditionally advertising never gave itself constraints, but that also came with the fact that you never looked at every single piece as from an efficiency standpoint, from almost like, is this not? It's not just a film. It it needs to be something else. It needs to have other angles to it. Is how all digital has thought about it. Um, so keeping that mind, what ends up happening, I feel, is many times we don't take that leap of faith but we look at the most the smartest way to do it because that's how the internet has all, always made us do it right it's like a BuzzFeed video versus what was traditionally a movie although both should exist and both have their own spaces in that sense I think that's really I think that hurdle it's that small push I, I think it's, if I look at global examples and the more I because I'm this person who looks at so many global agencies and I see how they're progressing how their model is changing right I look at someone like let's say an RGA I look at someone like a, a, a Droga 5 I look at someone like a VML even and I realize that that, that leap happens I think happens with one brand and then it slowly becomes part of the system and that slowly gets in and I, I think yeah and so for us it was planning for us planning coming in has helped us become a lot more mature in terms of doing that um, and that's really helped us but I, I honestly feel that the larger issue is the fact that I think mainland hasn't I think we'll, we'll still evolve much faster I think what we do is still very relevant now because I think digital is everything there is uh, no this thing but but I don't think traditional is evolving as much so I don't know. I, I've always been this point saying, does it, does it really matter? 
yeah. you know so i think we are also now you know the digital industry is what about 20 20 years old yeah, yeah. we also are carrying a lot of our baggage right initially i can tell you because you know there were no clients therefore you know uh, uh, no great remuneration to hire great people and all yeah. that you know trust me uh, the quality of conversation around digital was so poor in the first decade right i mean all yeah. of all of us like yeah because we all heard the words viral we all heard like tech was like a, a, make an app make a website it was never a innovation yeah. it was yeah, never yeah yeah and it was just hygiene stuff right like banners we used to, yeah we used to just i think a lot of agencies back then uh, including us were just sort of masquerading as yeah um, masquerading <laughs> as uh, advertising agencies yeah. where, whereas we were just a bunch of advertising tactical yeah sort of yeah. people right yeah so and now since the you know the client compensation structure is changing and then you know you sort of getting you know on the table also um, we we're not an extra addition to yeah, the marketing yeah, mix right we yeah, are now yeah. a primary piece of the marketing mix i think does that no and, and, and we always talk about the story about how we used to be those people at the end of the table yeah not even sitting on the table you standing yeah. so mainland would have an idea then then they would go to media then they would have to experiential finally iska social media post bana dena was mm. used to be the thing right yeah, or yeah, a video yeah. bana do for the longest yeah. yeah but slowly that positioning on the table has changed and not because that we try to shove everybody else away it's just the fact that we come we i think it's more relevant now than ever absolutely yeah. so yeah and and technology has always been a very strong practice for you guys right i think, I think no I, surprisingly not no i mean uh, we i've always somewhere in my head associated tech work uh in terms of innov- tech innovations with you guys i mean so how you look at it for instance um, uh, i think we just have in the entire all three offices we just have one um, uh, senior technology guy who coordinates with our body of okay you know um, a body of people who sort of freelance consistently with us yeah so yeah we but the ideas always seem to have that yeah like, i think yeah so yeah. i don't think it matters whether you have Yeah, you don't need yeah. to have people, but I think the yeah, the, yeah, yeah. But but the DNA is to have that yeah. those kind of sort, and does it also come from the fact that it was that first decade? Does is that where it comes? Also comes from you guys, I guess. That the love for tech innovation yeah, in, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. thing. And I mean, a lot of the lot of the work, honestly, in the first decade we did was gimmicks, tactical. Yeah. You know, it wasn't really deep thinking. What is the most gimmicky thing that you've done I, in the first I decade? I remember it's it's one of my favorites. Is that Rajnikanth's website that works oh, without yeah. the internet, right? I mean, <laughs> it just went crazy viral, right? <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that was a simple, stupid that. act, right? But uh, yeah. Our weirdest one was I remember we did we it was, it was uh, in hindsight we didn't we, we made no money off it because we didn't charge mm. diesel and this is one of our first tech things I remember diesel was launching their uh, Bombay store and they wanted to get people onto a site to to kind of register so they'd get discounts uh, but they, the website only got ready one week before the launch so they had to get an instant thing and it was. Um, I think I remember Rohit had come with this idea. So he made about a hundred people change their statuses on Facebook to um, from anything it was. If, if they were single or whatever, if single, married, in relation, would suddenly go to it's complicated, right? Mm. It uh, no, not even it was basically because um, oh, diesel turned two. Correct. No, I remember this. So diesel turned two, and that's what this thing was. It's, it was basically saying that because single is boring, twosome is awesome. Diesel turns two dot com, right? But everybody changed their thing to in a relationship. So suddenly, like I remember, Roshan changed from being married to mm. in a relationship, mm. and people are like, "What is happening? Has something gone wrong here?" News getting calls and like, "What's going on?" And like thousand percent increase, like in in like hits on the website because yeah. people just went for it. And we didn't charge because what? How do you charge something like that? Like yeah, we were yeah. anyway on retainer, so we're like. In hindsight, in today's time, I would say one second. Well, where is the uh, where is the revenue on this? But in those days, we didn't really care as much about those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How is it? And you know, I think after 
a while I've actually got someone who's who's a founder of a digital agency on really? the yeah. I've had sporadically but I, I but you know founding an agency has a lot of things um I remember I again go back to another piece that you wrote about how founding service companies is never looked at as mm. as something that's really great a product product companies get all the limelight but how has the founding experience been for you uh, if you had to put in, in the sense that what is it that people don't really know about this process there's a lot of glory entrepreneur all that stuff that's yeah. there in the perception of it but there is so much else that goes with it right yeah you know um, it's terribly scary right yeah. mean, everyone should be fully aware yeah. right? it's a yeah. very romantic notion of uh, turning into an entrepreneur yeah. watching vijay shekhar sharma to <laughs> bini bansal sachin yeah. achieving those yeah. great heights yeah it's like the 0.001 yeah. percent yeah. right I'm actually, uh, and this is a subject that's very uh, close to my heart because my younger self mm. was really sort of worried when uh, a lot of things were flying. You know, a lot of these things were flying past me, yeah. and I was wondering what the hell am I doing yeah. running a back then a 10 crore agency with cash flow issues. Cash flow issues is like yeah. a norm, right? <laughs> yeah. Anybody ever wants to start in the cash flow issues like your like day yeah, to day? Yeah, yeah. One of the investors once told me that um, uh, profit and loss doesn't kill a business. Yeah. Mostly, it's cash flow. Yeah. Right? So yeah, it, it was a, and I've been through that a couple of times, right? Yeah. And to sort of let it sink in that okay, I'm okay where I am. Yeah. Uh, you know, others caught the bus, but you know there were like yeah. thousands of them that have fallen yeah. along, right? Yeah. And some of them, you know, I'm 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 not, I'm a reasonably active angel investor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think I have a portfolio of about twenty five companies. Yeah. I think six have you know are about surviving, right? Ah. So the graveyard is yeah. You know, full of. I think it's also the fact that the 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 glorification of it makes people kind of go ahead and try to do something because they want to be an entrepreneur, not necessarily because they feel the product really works. Yeah, I think yeah. that happens many times. The market's ruthless, right? Yeah. Um, and it's also shamefully misguiding. Yeah. When you know, uh, ET for instance has a whole page mm. on startups, right? Yeah. Everyone's waking up and reading those, and you know, sort of probably working at a Flipkart or yeah. you know, having a cushy job somewhere, yeah. thinking. You know, this guy can do it. I can do it, right? And that, that I think also, I, and I know that there are cases against what I'm going to say, but being an entrepreneur early is always simpler because you don't have as much to lose. Yeah, you started off at at 19. Yeah. Um, like you said, the stay was free, mm-hmm. so that was, that took care of that part. Yeah. Uh, for me and Rohit, it was like okay, fine. We we only had to pay for bed. Bread and beer was our, our fund. Uh, we thought we had money for three months. We had money for one month, and, mm. and after the first shoot, to to, khatam ho gaya tha. But I think that's important. I think it's because once you have constraints, and also once you're used to cushy jobs, mm. it's a lot tougher. Because then you want to start with all those things in place, right? And I think that's really what's what I always want to be brutal. Also, what is is the fact that at some point you need to learn how to pivot. Yeah, you've had to pivot many times in this. In in terms of just folk and not like large scale pivots, but like Focus, in terms of just yeah. focuses, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think in in our industry we're pivoting every year, right? Yeah, yeah. Like what's the new new thing, and then <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, there yeah. you are, sort of Yeah, reimagining re- re- reimagining what was old, and then again adding yeah. newer yeah. things into it. But it's also about I don't know. Uh, it's tricky because I think all the stories you ever hear about founders is about non-service companies. Um, mm. There isn't enough in that, and I think that and. It still has a different rule book in terms of what you need to hold on to. Mm-hmm. What else do you think we would? If if I was a guy who wanted to start a service startup today, one I think uh, I think now the industry is matured a bit, right? So mm. I don't think you can just jump in and yeah. kick off one, right? Yeah. Uh, see, a lot of us. I mean, there were quite a few back then also uh, yeah. digital agencies, right? Um, in '99, then of course you know I think about four or five of us survived. 
and most of us are still on. And the yeah. strike rate is if you can keep your head above the water, which is easy. It's like, it, you know, it's a cash and carry business, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, yeah. you can only get screwed on cash flow, right? Yeah, 100%. Otherwise, broadly, revenue gets not profit. Our business is pretty simple, yeah. right? Yeah. It's not as complicated. And as long as you keep doing good work, it's not like you don't waste money on trying to do too much PR yeah, and all the yeah. initial years and all that stuff. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, you get noticed, everyone, yeah. you know, sort of looking for the uh, David. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like the small agile agency. Exactly. exactly. You know, some of our, you know, some of the biggest spenders in our industry are always looking for these yeah. guys, right? So it's kind of easy to do in that sense, uh, you know. Uh, uh, and you know, I was talking about the guys who survived '99. Yeah. There's a hundred percent success rate in terms of either they're proudly running their companies or they've exited. Yeah. Right? yeah. And there are five six networks now. It's become yeah. even bigger. Yeah. Right, with all these uh, consultancy firms coming in, yeah, right? yeah. Accenture getting acquired. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Accenture yeah. acquiring Drogafi yeah. and stuff like that. Right, so, so the big boys are also coming. So yeah. I think the the demand side will be yeah. always very large. Yeah. Right, but what works for us is, and a lot of people don't give this a lot of credit is, you know, parents who can back. Yeah. You know that let yeah. these guys fuck around for a couple of years. Yeah. It's fine. You know, yeah. at best yeah. we'll send them back to college or something yeah. like that. Right? Yeah. Uh, so I think that was a very large part, at least in my success, right? Yeah. And uh, I, I know a couple of other dinosaurs like me who've been around <laughs> for two decades who've managed. They also attribute a lot to their yeah. Parents. Hey, just that have that right support system, right? Yeah, to be yeah, able yeah, to. yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually one of the most. It also un- gets really tough at that. But the the problem also starting early is that at that age you have to start managing people, people which yeah. you have. It's you learn stuff on the fly, and and that is I think one of the toughest things. Like yeah, uh, I was the youngest guy in office for the first four years or something. And we had a, you know, 15 people. I've always been the oldest guy in office. Yeah? It is crazy. <laughs> like, I, I think there are a couple of people now I, I, over the last, like, say, five years. I know there are few people. Mm. But I'll be in the top three, four always. And I find that, like, I'm... Mm. Yeah. Now I think I'm in the top five old people in the <laughs> office. Yeah. You know, also, uh, there is, you know, when we talk about digital agencies, one more thing which people always have uh, as a misnomer is the fact that, you know, you guys are cheap and cheerful. Mm-hmm. Which meant that we suddenly, I, I think the boom was the boom was the BPO industry initially. Then there was, a, I, I honestly feel there was a social media agency boom in between. <laughs> uh, a, a bubble that burst because every single street had a bunch of social media agencies, right? Yeah. Who came in like and said, and, and then it became that, it, then it's a subsea market business. Yeah. And that's really where I think the evolution of, of going from being, okay, we are not a social media agency, we are a digital agency, there's a difference there, and then we're a creative agency with digital as a center. Um, and which I now call what is the uh, the content creation industry is that it's exactly that it's again same you throw one stone you find like some five content creation uh, companies to keep your head up water A is to do the whole cash flow management but it's also about letting creative do its job and and making sure the business manage not making creative do the business part of it um, how much of that how has the uh, so my long winded question largely is to say that managing creative people is a large part of the business and and what 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 has gone through your mind to manage so while i've been a, a creative guy right like I know, I a, which makes it even tougher right i know what it yeah but then i also took on the business hat and my partner said okay i'll take the take care of the creative team you take care of the business yeah, side yeah but there is some empathy you always have because you've been there in those yeah, shoes and yeah. so on and so forth and you also realize the constraint that your account management you know servicing teams so you and I are the same boat exact yeah. same thing Grow yeah. took on creative I took on this so I know totally yeah. what <laughs> I think for us it was relatively easy because mm. we were fundamentally yeah. creative at art and uh, you yeah. know but wanted to build the business yeah. on top of it. Yeah. Uh, that said we had a few scares but, along but, the way but building and grooming creative talent is the it's 
it's also making them understand two sides of it, right? It's mm-hmm. Understanding the creative and also understanding how business works and how why you do some things, right? Sometimes I know. If, Especially in the startup, many times you want to question why are we doing this? Uh, mm-hmm. Why do we work with let's say an ex client? Why are we doing this kind of piece? The questioning is important because that's something we all want people mm-hmm. to question. But also then explaining it becomes even tougher because you have to make sure that they understand the the reality of it. It's that balance which I which I always find is that it's, you never have a right answer, but it's always that mm-hmm. that bizarre sense of trying to pull that off. And I think that especially changes once uh, you decide to get acquired. Uh, which you went through how, how many years has been now? 2013 you got acquired ah. and, and it's been a year for us and, and most questions which you hear post that is oh this statement of I hate it okay I'm like that is one second I, this is not like one like product which I like sabzi mandi it's like I, Ronnie Scrolla said this and I, and I always go back to the quote saying only in India do we call selling steak as a bad thing mm. like I don't think anymore, but for the longest time it was that. How how was that decision for you? How, how? Honestly, pretty easy. Very easy. Uh, one, uh, when we started the company, our idea was obviously to do some great work and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And even while we were in the woods, we was, you know, in the early 2000s, we're pretty sure that, you know, we'll come back at some yeah. point. Um, uh, and, you know, just have to just get by right yeah, now yeah. for the first, for those three, four years. Um, we were we knew that we were doing this to also get rich, yeah, right? Yeah. And we knew um, acquisitions happen, blah blah blah. When we when we were really young, we used to dream like, oh, raise a fish IPO, we can also IPO one day, right? And that yeah. realization, you know, sort of the reality set in in yeah. a couple of years. Yeah. We, <laughs> it's not yeah, as yeah. easy. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then in 2008 we got invested in by uh, Network 18, yeah, right? Yeah, and, uh, I mean, Network 18 had a private equity arm called Capital 18. Yeah. Uh, they had invested and their yeah. agenda was to exit their yeah. agenda was not to stay and stay and stuff like yeah. that so from that point it was easy yeah I mean uh, there are other reasons why we rushed that um, uh, I mean we made that acquis- let's get acquired mindset in 2013 I'll, that I can tell you off the record but yeah, yeah so we knew yeah. you know it was yeah. it, you know, it was it was payday right that was, yeah. that yeah. was the only time that would be payday Suresh and I were working on rid- ridiculously low salaries yeah. uh, just to ensure yeah. You know the you know the payday yeah. is good and stuff yeah. like that. So we were and, and the entire entire team also knew yeah. right that yeah. uh, we were headed towards uh, that direction. Yeah. Also, I wanted to sort of explore other things uh, yeah. like angel investing, mentoring, and all that. And if you don't have the cash, yeah, uh, no one's coming to the table to listen to you. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, those were the couple of primary yeah. reasons. Nothing really has changed much. Yeah, because because I honestly feel that it doesn't really affect what you do as an agency on a day to day basis. Right, it yeah, just makes yeah, things yeah. a lot. It helps you streamline a lot of things, though, which is, which is actually the good part of it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, our finance was really screwed up. Um, all all of us. Yeah. Uh, you cannot be. Uh, <laughs> I think that is the, the, the I think every single holding company who comes to acquire yeah. an agency, the first thing they, they I think they all know it. That yeah. finance is never up to where it needs to be because it, that's never really like you want, like you said, we, we focus on cash flow, keeping head up water. Yeah. I mean, now we're looking at like. Yeah, but if there's one thing I could do, um, uh, uh, could fix, mm-hmm. was to really put systems in place when, um, in 2008 when we got invested in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, we used to think of the CFO or finance director as this guy. <laughs> Right, he'll only come here to yeah, cut yeah, your budgets yeah, and you know yeah. why is this guy going to go yeah. why is this whatever yeah. right it turned out just the opposite for us yeah. I mean uh, um, yeah the chutney finance guy is like a partner in, in, the, in that which sense. is very important I think finance is such an important like 
I think there are two parts of a business which we never give enough value to. Which you realize as you go on is uh, is operations and finance. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that's so if th- the strength of that kind of makes sure your company does well, right? And we we've had like like for instance we've had we've had Javed who's been with us for years, and Javed's literally like he's gone from being uh, in charge of our video production to now like leading entire operations, and it's it's been important for him because he's also learned on the fly, and he's really been he kind of holds it all together in some ways in terms of just base level operations, right? Finance was so we actually did something. We we actually got a consultant in um, a year before. So we we got and kind of got it. Uh, we got some stuff streamlined. We realized we thought it was a de- decent level. Um, but the decision honestly was almost about saying okay, because we also wanted to like kind of grow the business in a certain direction. And we kind of felt that this was the right mix for it. Uh, but yeah, but I, I I do not subscribe to this uh, notion that oh. We've sold means that it's a yeah, bad thing. Right? Our business is actually up, you know, substantially. Exactly. Yeah. Like I was saying before we started, right? We built a media practice, right? Yeah. Uh, we had one. Then yeah. we burnt our fingers because yeah. we didn't have the fiscal dis- discipline to really run it. Yeah. Uh, so we shut it down in 2009. That, that's actually one of the re- one of the times we got into trouble mm-hmm. because we sort of, you know, um, creatively tried to uh, use run the money media. and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And um, yeah, and then we restarted now and yeah. it's a fairly large yeah. I mean, it's a from where it started. It's a fairly large. Yeah, because also in digital media and creative working together is so important, right? Yeah. It's just one of those base things that if you, if they don't work as two hands, then you're never really going to get. Also, the only medium where if you get it right, creative can help you subsidize the cost of media. Exactly. Right? You yeah. know when to stop spending yeah, immediately, yeah. right? You know that that's the. This is not working. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there are a couple more things I want to uh, you know talk about, right? But before that, we're going to go in for our first break, uh, and we'll be right back with advertising is dead. Welcome back to Advertising is Dead. We're still with Siddharth. And, you know, you spoke about angel investing as, as something that you, which you do, right? Traditionally, there are certain kinds of people who do angel investing. But we come from the service side. And I, I'm not saying that from like a, a bad way. But also the fact is that this is not something which, like, I've never dealt with an investor-investor per se. Yeah, Roshan was never investor investor. Roshan was always so. Roshan, honestly, we met him because we were doing some work for. We been, I met him long back in college. Um, when he'd come to do a workshop, then met him because we were doing some work for Encompass. And we met. We just we were jamming on a couple of things. It just was he was giving us a lot of advice, and it just kind of happened as a conversation. So it wasn't even like I don't know if that's is that what an angel investor no, no, relationship would start off like. Not to be, yeah. So I'm coming from this thing. If, if for this is more for me to kind of get it is to say that how. What have you learned as an angel investor that you actually maybe didn't learn as much as as your role in web chatting? Yeah, so I think an outside view mm-hmm. and uh, and even failing at that mm-hmm. was the largest uh, yeah. learning, right? So yeah. I got, uh, you know, <clears throat> like post the partial exit, right? Yeah. I was suddenly with a little, I was suddenly that new money mm-hmm. guy, right? Yeah. And then the next thing you want on your profile is angel investing, right? And and that's also something I've always sort of pursued. Actually, WebChatney had incubated about three companies. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. One of them sort of failed miserably <coughs> um, uh, in the research space. Yeah. Uh, digital then, research. Then you had an, a, a, a media... Ad network. Ad, ad network. We, got, we got bloody lucky there. Yeah. And then sometimes you start thinking of that luck being... You know, you stop recognizing dumb luck as a factor. Yeah. But you start believing that you know how to do it. Right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, we almost ran that... I mean... I mean, uh, I'd say we because we were also, resp- I mean, res- equally responsible for that company. We almost ran it into the ground, right? But then Bertelsmann just showed up and sort of bailed. I mean, bailed. It was a fantastic exit. It was actually about 
15 to 18 times our investment right and this is oh. this is about a few crores right i mean yeah. our uh, initial investment okay so yeah i had some bit of understanding also network 18 as a culture was very entrepreneurial right yeah. Uh, they they had some 17 70 companies uh, at peak right and they were investing incubating so on and so forth so there's a lot of learning yeah, yeah. the group was pretty tightly uh, <clears throat> networked and stuff like that so that said i i got carried away in that 2013 wave mm. right yeah. and the snap deals and all yeah, that yeah, happening yeah. right and then anything coming out of iit was like here's the check you yeah, know yeah. <laughs> sort yeah. of thing so yeah so yeah so you know like everything uh, like entrepreneurship like sports i guess or yeah. you know whatever angel investing also has a tuition fee ha, right that ha. everyone has to pay and it's very expensive it can be a very expensive tuition yeah fee. if you take the wrong decision yeah, yeah 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 so <clears throat> like i said in the initial wave of companies i funded i got lucky with a couple um, uh, scoop poop actually for yeah, yeah, uh, for yeah, web yeah. chatney guys and one another co-founder uh, and <clears throat> then a very dear friend of mine you know he started a company called whatsapp again in the research space but bombed but you know he sort of done well in his second avatar so that kind of balanced the, the double digit failures i had right uh, so so i got I practically got saved in yeah, that sense yeah now i have a much more realistic approach yeah. to this like yeah. i'm big on these direct to consumer brands right yeah, i mean yeah, I, have, yeah. i have a few investments in that yeah. because they actually make money right true the other thing is not in that's what we value more than a lot of others yeah, we, we value of ta- profitability from the start because that's what we've done <laughs> yeah, for so yeah, long yeah, it's yeah. like i mean i'm i'm okay to restrain my ambition man matlab yeah, yeah. how far whatever yeah. but you know these businesses break even in 3 4 months but that's the point of any business right yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's like you start now now one of the filters become if my father's understood yeah what i'm investing in yeah. you know it may, must be a business the second <laughs> view on these moonshots yeah is that i don't think i'm qualified to take a i mean yeah. in spite of let's say 7 8 years of actively investing i still look at uh, some of my mentors yeah and then request them if i can syndicate with them right, right? so if yeah. they're putting in 100 bucks then yeah. i try and slip in a yeah. 10 or whatever yeah and the assumption is that yeah you know there's some and there's some fantastic angel investors in india yeah. right like yeah. there's the uh, harish chavla who's a yeah, former ceo of network 18 founding ceo actually anupam mittal right mm-hmm. <coughs> both of them are friends and mentors so yeah if they're doing something it might be worth pursuing my yeah, yeah. So yeah, so syndicating is a safer way of these yeah. moonshots. Yeah. Right. Like if not that yeah. I had the opportunity. But I like the tuition fee thing. I think that's important. It, it's it's and, and it's mandatory. It's, it's almost like everything you learn while running a business. You're pretty much putting yeah. the same principles yeah. into yeah. it. Like you got you you would have been very very lucky if you didn't have a couple of near death experiences. Yeah. Uh, in your ten year journey, right? Of course. So that's tuition couple fee. Couple is like huh? <laughs> couple is safe putting <laughs> it really mildly. <laughs> So yeah that's the tuition fee yeah. we pay right yeah. and uh, in angel in- investing it's that right matlab yeah. where do you think advertising is going i yeah so you know that's a question that's a everybody asks us no yeah. so this ad apocalypse business was happening while yeah. back saying everything is shutting there's no ad um hence also the name of this podcast which we call advertising yeah. yeah i was wondering yeah yeah mm-hmm. also because we the, so this question about what why is it called this has always been the fact that Advertising as it has been has changed. That mm-hmm. has died. Um, what we have is something very different now, but it's still surviving and growing. Um, but it's growing in its own unique way. Um, but where do you think it's growing? So I think it's only growing, right? Digital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To begin with, right? The yeah. largest companies have their. But Facebook's ninety-nine percent of revenue comes from. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Maybe may, may off the mark, but you know. 90-95% of the revenue comes from advertising. So is it Facebook? So is it Snapchat? So you know, blah blah blah. 
I don't think it's uh, uh, Amazon's large part of yeah. revenue now yeah. is advertising. Yeah. Alibaba's fifty percent of revenue is advertising. Uh, yeah. At the time they IPO, right? Yeah. So I don't think we have to worry about all this because if we were worried, they should yeah. be very worried, yeah, very very worried, right? I think it'll keep changing, and we don't know the shape of the beast, right? We just yeah. know in the near short term and so on and so forth. Yeah. yeah. So I think it'll become more and more automated mm-hmm. from a you know data and you know yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, sort of uh, point of view. It'll get much more experiential mm-hmm. with mixed reality, AR, VR. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean yeah. that that I can see from a creative point of view. Yeah. And when that, you know, we've been talking about AR, VR, MR for like five years, yeah. <laughs> but. I think a breaking point I got and what what jaldi aaja like AR is kind of there with the, with 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 the oh, face no. filters and yeah, stuff because yeah, yeah. I I always feel that we like like you said earlier with with what was digital was right mm. you start off with the silly things right mm, mm. we enjoying AR with silly things now I think yeah. everybody has tried to use that snapchat filter to make see how they will look like yeah. just gender swap and like a child yeah. um I was in a wedding back home and I was doing that to people who were much much older and they were wondering why what was I doing to their faces right <laughs> but I think that's how we start off with all forms of these things that's how it will grow Yeah. So you know we've we've actually spoken a lot about uh, the advertising space spoke about your journey spoke about multiple things right but there's this thing which we do at the end of every episode which we like to call humans of advertising mm. uh, which is primarily to say that okay I'm not going to ask you any of the pieces that are generally asked about the space or so nothing technical uh, but it's uh, I'm no longer going to call it our version of uh, coffee with karan's rapid fire I just called it but anyway what can you whip up in an instant food you mean yeah food drink anything a maggi boiled eggs yeah what's the book you're reading right now or what kind of books do you read actually uh, strictly non fiction in some sense mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. you know particularly love the genre of modern history mm-hmm. uh biographies are fascinating so on so forth yeah um yeah i mean yeah. a lot of that yeah. i'm actually a hoarder i have about 2000 books at my house what? Right yeah Yeah. So you're not a you're not a Kindle person. No. You, you need no. the physical book. So I have a Kindle uh-huh. only when I'm traveling, yeah. like for ten days or whatever, yeah. right? And you can't carry like two kilos of books, or, yeah. or you'd rather avoid. Yeah. At the time, I sort of take it out. Otherwise, and you and you're writing a book as well. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I'm done with it. I'm waiting for my editor to sort of um, uh, clean it up. Yeah. yeah. Amazon Westlands publishing it. Oh, nice. Can you talk to us about what it is yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. Yeah, so, so what's your book about? So um, it's a lot of what we spoke about, but yeah. it's not related to my experiences or or advertising. But you know, uh, since I'm one of the fossils in the business, there are a lot of companies which have really hit it out of the park, right? Mm. Uh, over over the last couple of decades, or yeah. more recently now. So, and I happen to know the founders just by. what you have been around right? yeah yeah so uh, and you know i've always believed uh, actually the original thought of the book was uh, um how dumb luck yeah. is a factor which no one really speaks about right yeah, yeah. like i you know no one tells you i just got fucking lucky man yeah, <clears throat> you know yeah, yeah. i just lucked out i was there right place right time yeah. right mentors you know so on and so forth everyone talks about great guts glory you know yeah, no yeah, one just yeah, talks yeah, about fluke yeah, yeah. right this hustler mindset yeah hustler mindset right So original thought was that, but then I realized that you know people will be a little cagey uh, admitting too much of it. So it can't be the it could be slipped in, mm. uh, but it can't be the center of the thing. Yeah. Now the theme of the book is how I almost blew it. Right. Yeah, Basically yeah. talking to successful entrepreneurs who are now at ease talking about their screw ups. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it you know it's got it's we profiled sixteen entrepreneurs. Oh nice. Right. Uh, so right from let's say the the older generation still relevant. Like Sanjeev Bhikshandani from Naukri, yeah, yeah. I mean InfoEdge, Deep Kalra of Make My Trip, Ashish, to Ashish Himrajani of Book My Show, to Dipinder of Zomato, yeah. 
uh, Girish of Freshworks, like oh, nice. billion dollar SaaS company. So it's a yeah, yeah, yeah. It is fun writing it. It's Actually, so, it was fun interviewing them. And it's so important, right? That that side of things. Yeah, I mean, I, you know that article I written in the Economic Times that you mentioned it was also around, centered around the same things. There's yeah. certain things people don't talk about, right? Yeah, which is kind of stupid. Yeah, we only glorify the, the yeah the wins, right? Yeah. And actually, it's the losses that are more important in many cases yeah, yeah, yeah. in this one. Um, are you are, are you a, a music buff? Do you listen to a lot of music? Not much, but Not whatever is trending. Yeah. 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 Uh, anything particular you're listening to right now? I'm listening to a lot of that Gully Boy stuff. When it was hot. And if you had to put this in a sentence, um, and I know I asked you about this a little earlier, but why will advertising not die? It's kind of simple. I've actually, you know, Prashant gave the best answer on your uh, podcast. I heard that, so I'm going to repeat that. But you know, hmm. thanks, Prashant. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like because he said, consumption is not going to die. Um, uh, people will continue consuming. Yeah. There will be multiple producers of that yeah. trying to, you know, grab attention. And I think that's a fantastic answer. Yeah. I, I mean, like I'll take it. Kind of thing. Perfect. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. It's been great having the show, and I'm happy that we finally got to catch up after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, We've been mean through this for a while. I think it's finally happened. <laughs> Thank you so much for your attention, Mr. Thanks. Thanks.